This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk for this first, I think, fall-like day of the year. It turned awfully cool. Jeff can't hear a thing. Take your headphones off, Jeff, and we'll just listen to me otherwise. I can't hear a thing. I'm sorry. All I hear is music. Well, there we go. Anyway, Jeff, you can hear my voice, surely. Barely. Barely. Well, take your headphones off. Are we on the air? Yeah, we are. <laughs> this is bad radio, as they call it. If you say we're Let on the air. Let me go back I'll... and say, how you doing? I'll trust your judgment. If you say we're on the air, we're on the air. Did you ask me a question? I did. <laughs> what was it? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, a deep, deep question. How am I? I'm doing fine, thank you. It has turned cool for sure. It has. Cold, cold front moving through. That's right. Let me tell you what. 2020 has been a weird year in lots of ways. Oh, yeah. But 2019 was also weird in, in one way. Last year, the district, excuse me, the uh, county middle school tennis tournament takes place this week, the week before fall break. Jeff, last year we had to stop play because of heat index in October. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have that problem this year. You are not going to have that problem this year. That is right. It's going to be down in the 60s. Pretty much, uh, I don't know whether fall is really here or not, but it sure feels like it. Well, it's, it's, the calendar says it is for sure. Uh, Jeff, with lots to talk about today. Of course, high school football, games from Friday night, games coming up. Uh, talk a little bit about fall break. Talk a little bit about some situations that, that are very unfortunate. Uh, COVID is, I think I mentioned to you, I think there's 16 games across the state last week that were – either forfeited or postponed uh, because of COVID situations. And that's pretty typical. And as I mentioned to you, somewhere along the line, a uh, team that state caliber, state championship caliber is probably going to have to have it bite them. I no telling who it's going to be, but I, I can tell you this. Every coach has got to be preaching to their kids. Take care of yourself as best you can. Tell your moms and dads, take care of themselves as best you can. Stay away from crowds and all that kind of stuff because – Jeff, you don't have to just have it to do it. You just have to be close to somebody that did, right, to be quarantined. That's, that's correct. And uh, so they're walking a fine line. Well, uh, as much as I love kids and everybody, actually, I love everyone. A lot of times <laughs> people don't pay any attention. <laughs> You're right about that for sure. The Raiders uh, – Picked up a game for Friday night. Showed some life, at least, at San Antonio, even though they lost the game 37-35. Jeff, I can, I can feel a little bit better about that. 
than I did the first two games, you know, because they had a fighting chance to win on the road. Uh, so, they're 0-3. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Western Kentucky coming in on Saturdays, no way to sugarcoat it. They, but uh, if they're going to salvage any hope for a season, they're going to have to be Western. Yes, I, I think I think that's probably true. And I um, – well, you know, we were then a two-point conversion of going to overtime. Sure. Uh, and – of course, we gave up a lot of yards, which I can't explain that at all. Uh, okay. But um, we played a lot better. We got a lot better play out of, uh, of numerous people, really. Um, and particularly, I guess, we ran the football some yeah. with, with considerable success. And, uh, and and that made me feel good because that, that's, that's very important for your offensive balance. And uh, I, I thought there was uh, – uh, I, I thought we got a lot of things that happened in the in that game. It made me feel a little bit better about it, despite the fact that we lost and we're 0-3, which is uh, I never dreamed at this point we would be have that record, but we do. Well, the one thing for sure is if they could go into halftime with a puncher's chance to come back and win the football game. At Auburn, they weren't down, but uh, what, 21 to nothing, I think it was. Uh, it can happen. Oklahoma got beat on Saturday. They were down. They were up three touchdowns to Kansas State and ended up losing, so it can happen there. Troy was up twenty six to seven. That, but both half times had to, had to be a downer for sure, because it was more than you expected. This time half time was a little different deal. But anyway, we'll talk a lot more about that. We got to talk about baseball as well. The playoffs are coming up, and uh, lo and behold, my Reds and your Braves are going to play each other on Wednesday. Uh, that's Thursday exactly right. Uh, Who would have dreamed that three weeks ago? Well, I wouldn't have. I, uh, no, I, I wouldn't have either. It, uh, it and it does start uh, starts Wednesday, right? The Braves, yeah, the Braves does. do. It does. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll get into whatever. 893-1450 if you'd like to text or call. We'd like to hear from you on All Sports Talk. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. 
Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The Blackman football team has been quarantined for two weeks after a player tested positive for COVID-19. There's a COVID situation affecting Blackman's football team and cheerleading squad, said Rutherford County School spokesman James Evans. A student on each team has been diagnosed with COVID, and so most of both teams will be on a two-week quarantine. That means the football team will not be able to play Oakland on Friday night and will be a forfeit win for the Patriots. Coming up on Tuesday night on WGNS, we have Rick Stock still live. That conversation will begin at 7 o'clock with Chip Walters hosting. Also, Wednesday, Braves baseball, the first game of the National League wildcard series with the Cincinnati Reds. 10.45 airtime on Wednesday morning right here on WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Jeff Shorten here with you, brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and uh, Lee Coleman for all your financial needs with uh, Edward Jones. Jeff, him, I didn't realize the game was going to be a, a morning start here. All games are being played in the National League in Texas. American League, all games are being played in Arizona. And then once they get down to the crunch time, where does, where does that happen? Do you know? I do not know. I It'll be one of those two places I'm going to guess. Yeah, I haven't But heard. we've gone kind of into a semi-bubble situation with, with the teams in them. So there are no games in Cincinnati or Atlanta. It's best two out of three is all it is. Uh, and it kind of reminded me that, uh, talking about 1045 airtime, uh, it's been 20 years ago, I guess, me and a few buddies went to Chicago, Wrigley Field, and we had bleacher seats. And we decided that we, if we were going to be in bleacher seats, we were going to get, be on that front row. And the only way to be on the front row was get there early, get in line, because that's first come, first serve. So we went down there, there's six of us, and three stood in line, and three went to McDonald's to get breakfast. And we have, I always remember that as breakfast at Wrigley. And we did sit on the front row, by the way. And batting practice was a lot of fun. Did you get a ball? In the- oh, yeah. Right. Shoot, yeah. They shower you with baseball. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, you know, the, and you you say it was two out of three, which it is, of course. Like all first round games will be two out of three. Uh, but if, if you have um, most baseball matchups, most of them, uh, if if you played that team fifty times, you you could, you could probably say, well, you know, I imagine one team is going to win uh, thirty, and one team is going to win twenty. Sure. Uh, maybe even thirty-five, you know. To, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, but if you're two out of three, that's right. You never know. You just never know. Can't predict. Jeff, the worst team in baseball in 162 games a uh, year, typical, is going to win at least sixty games, right? Right. And the best team in baseball is going to lose at least sixty games. Oh, at typically. least yes. So that, that that says exactly what you're talking about. Baseball is far more the equalized game than any of the others, uh, to me. I believe. Um, I, 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 I'm close here. I'm within a game of being right. Uh, I think everybody but maybe two teams played 60 
played their full 60 games. I Cardinals mean, did not. I know. I don't and know somebody else somebody didn't. Else not somebody hit. else played 58 or 59. The Dodgers won 30, 39. That was the best. 39 games. 39 and 21. That's really, really good. Yeah. As as you know. Uh, And that was was the most for anybody. I believe for Tampa Bay, I think were 36. And the Braves and somebody else maybe were 35. Something like that. So, and they played all of them. So the the Braves out of 60 games, they were 35 and 25. Yeah. You know, so two out of three, you just can't tell. You don't know. Another example, me and a few buddies, my brother and, and uh, Jimmy Ward, people may know him, went to Cincinnati. He's a Reds fan as well. Last year for the Astros series, three games, Astros had the best record in the National League last year. Might have been because they were beating on the drum back in center field, letting the people know. <laughs> I don't know. But they had the best record in baseball. You know who won that, all three games? Well, it wasn't the, the Reds. Astros. The Reds. <laughs> Your point taken. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that said, uh, should be fun. I'm, I'm delighted that – the Reds have made it in there. And, and, Jeff, I'll tell you this. They may have the best three starting pitchers as far as a combination of trio, anybody. Uh, Trevor Bauer, probably going to win the Cy Young. He's going to start on Wednesday. And you know who's going to pitch the deciding game if there's a one-on-one matchup? Sonny Gray, I guess. Sonny Gray will start for the Reds on uh, Friday, I would think. Uh, so, uh, you know, you're talking about winning two out of three, and or I was at least. Uh, you remember that year? It hadn't been very long ago where um, – the Yankees lost four in a row to Boston. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. The, after you, being up three zero. If you yeah, after being ahead three nothing. Now, if you had a million dollars and you wanted to gamble it, I think you could say that the Yankees were going to win a game. And yeah, and, and, and make, they didn't. Put it all on Boston. Yeah. With what the odds would have been of uh, what? Oh. The, 150 to one. I don't. I don't have any idea, but it would have been overwhelming. And, and of course, the the Yankees managed by Joe Torre, one of the best managers in baseball, particularly at that time, and he couldn't beat them once. You never know. You never know. No, you don't. Let's let's get on to uh, back to Raider football. We'll talk high school after the break. Uh, Raider football. They do play at home against Western Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, As we mentioned, 0 and 3. Jeff, I hate it for any team that's 0 and 3. I mean. I take that back. If Western's 0-3, I'm not going to bother about that too much. But, but uh, you know, it, it becomes a really a tough mental challenge early on, especially when your first two games you were not as competitive as you felt like you should be. It challenges your, your manhood, I guess, if you can go out on Monday and practice sitting at 0-3 after a disappointing loss like that. And uh, But it's a long season and coaches got to keep going. But intestinal fortitude is going to be checked, tested for sure. Yes, I think I think that's correct, and I I, I have to admit, I, your, your reaction might be different if if you'd gotten blown out uh, at in San Antonio, like we've been the first two games. Yeah. Uh, you just might you might just feel like some of the players might just want to throw in the towel. Sure, and and I'm I'm sorry that if that takes place, but. In this particular case, if you just sit back and really think about it, and if, as a player now, I think, and you say, "Hey, we just we're one play away. We, you know, we could have won that football game, and we could win the next one. Uh, we will not be favored over Western, I wouldn't think, but we we can. Com- I think we can compete with Western. Sure, and if you can compete. You can win. Well, you got to get on today's practice field, and Jeff, as you say, with a better kick in your step for that very reason. Uh, we shall see uh, again the crowd on 
uh, Saturday will be limited. The weather looks like it's going to be beautiful again. Uh, sun, sunshine is predicted for that. Uh, I think this front's going to go through and tomorrow and right on through the weekend should be good. So, uh, oh, really like to see them come on with a win. And, and that uh, attitude, Jeff, your locker room is where it's at, and your leadership in the locker room will, will have a big determination. If you've got the right guys in the right places, they'll keep things going. If you've got the wrong guys in, the right, in, the, in, the, in those places – they're going to let it go down the drain pretty quick. And, and that's what you have to be careful. You don't want to lose your team. But I, I don't know if the coaches lose their team as much as the leadership, the captains, or the whoever they, they look up to. they got to find a way to, to keep that, that going. I agree with that 100%. I, I'm, I'm aware that Coach Stockstill is the leader of the Blue Raiders. I understand that. And, and clearly he's got some help from his coaches, fellow coaches, sure. to do that and everything. But there, and we don't talk much about this. I mean, you and I and others, we don't really know exactly – uh, uh, what happens in the locker room uh, itself, but there's also player leadership, and uh, uh, th- there's going to be some players that uh, uh, I-, I hope will come through for us in that regard. Are not going to settle for for a, a an indifferent approach to the rest of the season. I'll, I'll share with the people uh, listening the, a personal story. 1988, Laverne basketball uh, opened up, and Laverne Lady Wolverines went two and 22. That year, two seniors on the team, Teresa Fan Garrison and Stephanie Bell Creasy. And that name Creasy means anything to you. That's Larry Creasy, principal uh, Siegel High School, were the two seniors on the team, Jeff. They were great leaders, which allowed us to kind of hang together. And the next year, we had a great run. And, and, I, and I give those two girls a ton of credit for what they did in that losing year because we never got to the point where we just gave up, threw in the towel. I was not going to do that. But, Jeff, you can't drag players along. They don't want to be drugged. That's very true. That, that's that's so true. I was just sitting here thinking when you when you name somebody, I remember that some people that are that that you will know or people here local that the local people would know. But um, we, we had a kid who I think it's a fireman here in here in Rutherford County, Ronnie Nobles, uh, whose sister played at Riverdale and he played at Riverdale and he was a, a leader. He, he he definitely was a verbal and physical leader. And gosh, I mean I I'm. Got great respect for a lot of the kids that played. I was lucky enough to coach at Walter Hill, but and Gerald King, I guess, was one of the finest players ever to play in this county. <laughs> no question about it. But he wasn't our leader. That, Ricky Swader was our leader. I was going to say, nothing against Gerald at no, all. No, no. But uh-uh. you didn't want him to be the leader. No, I did not. And, Ricky. And, and, and like I say, Ricky Swader was the point guard, and he 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 was our leader. And and Ricky still, of course, is very much in the in the in the, the uh, Rutherford County. I think he's working at a bank, I believe. Um, and gosh, I, it's funny you should bring this up because I, we both of us could do this uh, with with other people. Well, I've got one more. And, well, I do too. The, the name we just brought up, Sonny Gray. <laughs> oh yeah, remember him yeah. at Smyrna, two state championships. I wasn't in that locker room. I wasn't at the practice, but I'm gonna bet you dimes to donuts that Sonny Gray was the leader of that football team and, he did and it led without, them and, and led them to two state championships. And he did it without arrogance, yes, too, absolutely, which, which is very important. And I, uh, I was uh, when I, people ask me every once in a while who's who's the best player you ever coached. Well, there's no answer to that. I can't answer that question sure. because there's so many things to think of. But I know I know the smartest leader that that I ever had anything to do with and that was Cindy Jennings. Okay. And uh, uh who ended up the, Mom and Dad still uh, living over there in Riverview by the way. Live in the same house they've lived in for many many years. Great people. 
and uh, uh, Cindy was MVP of the state tournament on a losing team. That's what was so unusual uh-huh. about that. Uh, but uh, she was a remarkable young woman. And uh, But anyway, you know, we, we got off on leadership here. Well, there's a bunch of them. We, oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. A lot of them we don't know anything about, Jeff. Right. Talking about basketball, football, we may have a clue there, but we don't know what's going on with the volleyball teams or the baseball teams oftentimes. But the same thing happens there. It just makes practice more fun. It makes playing more fun if you have that type of leadership. And uh, – I, I don't know. Gosh, it's just so hard, isn't it, to to define leadership. It is so difficult is. sometimes. But what does that leader do that makes him or her a leader? And I, I, I remember a, a kid whose name I will not mention, <laughs> but he he was a leader. And uh, the youngster on the team who had no excuse whatsoever did something really dumb. Okay, yeah. really dumb. And before I could get to him, the player got to him and said, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, you don't need me saying anything. This has been taken care of. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that, well, that's leadership. An old trick that I'm sure more coaches than I used, the years that I had people that I thought the team would vote captain that were the right people, the team got to vote. Mm-hmm. The years that I didn't think they would pick the right person, the coach got to vote. I didn't. I didn't put it out for a vote. I just picked the captain that year. <laughs> Secrets out, girls. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We come back. Chip Walters will give us the news from San Antonio on Friday night and talk about uh, the upcoming week. All right, here on Blue, Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney. Here on News Radio WGNS. Well, good afternoon. It's raining really hard on Monteagle Mountain right now. There's a nasty wreck that's got the interstate shut down. It's involving a jackknife 18-wheeler on 24 eastbound. Again, on Monteagle Mountain, as you head towards Chattanooga, give yourself extra time. Just busy out here where you would expect up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard and 24 back into Manchester. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest. Going on now through November 1st. All the details at Obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on Tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday 11 to noon on News Radio WGNS. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costless. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. It's time. Show your true blue. 
It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. All right, we're back with All Sports Talk. Time to turn it over to Chip. Go ahead. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider football. Middle Tennessee didn't win on Friday night, but they sure did look a ton better than what they had uh, in the previous two games. The Blue Raiders dropped a 37-35 decision at UTSA. The Raiders, who are now 0-3, battled back in the fourth quarter, but ran out of time against the Roadrunners, who became the first college football team in the country to go 3-0 this year, and of course the game at the Alamo Dome. Richard junior quarterback Asher O'Hara rebounded from two first-half interceptions to lead middle back in the second half, throwing three touchdown passes. And after the Blue Raiders took the lead in the third quarter on a 24-yard rushing score from Shaitan Mobley, his third touchdown on the night, UTSA responded with back-to-back scores to take a 34-23 lead into the final frame. O'Hara connected with sophomore DJ England Chisholm on a 26-yard strike to bring the Blue Raiders within five points early in the fourth quarter, but a roadrunner field goal pushed that lead back out to eight. Then, redshirt junior Yusuf Ali took a pass six yards for a score with a minute four left in the game, and the Blue Raiders had a chance to tie with a two-point conversion, but O'Hara's pass fell incomplete in the back of the end zone. The Blue Raiders had had an extra point blocked earlier in the game, and it left them chasing that point for the rest of the night. Middle Tennessee was forced to go for two twice, missed on both of those, and had the uh, extra point uh, been made earlier, uh, we likely would have seen a game that ended up in overtime. Now, it's time to turn the page. It's homecoming week. Western Kentucky coming in. And a very limited amount of single-game tickets for this Saturday's game went on sale today. Tickets will be available at GoBlueRaiders.com only. And the link is on GoBlueRaiders.com. Ticket price is 24 for sideline reserve, 18 for end zone reserved. All seats will be mobile delivery only. Following purchase, fans can log into their account from their smartphone and add tickets directly directly to their phone. Fans are highly encouraged to add tickets to their phone prior to arriving at the stadium. Well, it is homecoming week and the activities are underway. And of course, it is going to be different this year as there will be a lot of things that will be virtual. But one of the in-person events will be coming up this Thursday from uh, 4 to 6 o'clock in the Greenland Drive parking lot. It's the Moving Happy Hour. And that's M-O-O-V-I-N-G. And the Moo, of course, stands 
Hopkins for True Blue Moo Juice or MTSU Chocolate Milk. They're going to have a happy hour in the Greenland Drive parking lot, and MTSU Milk will be available for purchase. Also, if you've enjoyed getting your homecoming photos made uh, in front of the backdrop, that will be happening on Thursday as well during this moving happy hour. Also, textbook brokers across the street will be having their uh, annual uh, homecoming sale for alums. Also, uh, the uh, annual homecoming parade. This year, it is the MTSU Box homecoming parade. And uh, a lot of entries, uh, from my understanding, in the parade. I'll be uh, joined by Pat Duke, who is the uh, narrator of the TV show Swamp People. You'll recognize his voice. uh, But we will be doing the parade uh, on True Blue TV, also on Facebook. It'll be a virtual parade, and you'll be able to catch it on television and online. Hope you will be there to help us out with that. All right, that's it for this Monday. We'll have another update for you coming on Tuesday. <laughs> that's what I said when I read about the Raiders balance. And, and, and yesterday on the Titans game, they talked all the time about, <laughs> I'm back on the air. Jeff and I have been Maybe yakking. I better get my headphones on. Well, you don't have to because we're going to take one more break. Oh, we'll okay. come back and then you get your headphones on. We'll be right back. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Jeff, let's get into high school football a bit. Uh, the report Brian gave a little back to let folks know if they didn't know already that Blackman will not be playing Oakland this Friday night, unfortunately, for both squads. Uh, Blackman's had a tough year for sure. At one and five, and, and Oakland likely was going to have the better of that one anyway, but uh, you still like to see him on the field. Well, you want me to start with uh, the scores? You start anywhere you want to, sir. Uh, well, they're not all scores that we like, but we're in on balance. Anyway. I know, but on balance, we're okay, I guess. Cornersville 13, Middleton C. Christian School 7, Moore County 21, Eagleville nothing. I hate that score. I hate it. Oakland 56, Rockvale 7, Riverdale 21, Blackman 14. Smyrna 59, Antioch 8, Stewart's Creek 45, Stewart, uh, Station Camp 7, and Warren County wins again. They beat Siegel 25-20, to 20, which brings us to this Friday night. Now, let's see. Something, gosh, I forgot to write it down. Something is Thursday, it seems like. Uh, uh, what, what's Thursday? 
I, I think Stewart's Creek plays Thursday night, I believe. Somebody does because I listened to the, the uh, Saturday morning radio show and they talked about that. Okay, McGavock is at Stewart's Creek. Stewart's Creek's two and three, and we think that's Thursday. We think it is. We think I, it I is. think that's who told me that, yeah. Lewis County, who's the favorite to win that uh, that region down there, there at Eagleville. <clears throat> Eagleville's two and four. Laverne, two and two. They had a bye week last week. They're hosting John Overton. Um, Middle Tennessee Christian School, two and three. They're at King's Academy. Coffee County is at Rockvale. Rockvale's one and five. Riverdale's five and one. They're at Siegel, zero oh and six. Smyrna, four and two. They're at Cane Ridge um, uh, on Friday night. Now that brings us to a game that we we know we've got problems here. Blackman one and five. They're supposed to go to Oakland, who are six and zero, oh, and that game has been postponed. I don't know if it'll be made up or not, uh, or anything about it. I, I don't suppose they've decided yet. That was also the WGNS game, and uh, Brian, if you're out there and listening, you can call us and tell us what game you're going to do. But I, uh, if he does that one, it's going to be a little boring. That was <laughs> that was the yeah. If he does that one, it's going to be a very quiet evening. But at any rate, Oakland now is seven and zero oh, as the result of that forfeit. And Blackman will fall to one and five. <clears throat> um, that's uh, I guess that's everything on high school football as we are actually uh, in the second half of the season. Riverdale's put themselves in a good position. They have. They, they play Oakland. I think the next to last game of the season, something like that, uh, probably before the district championship. You don't know that for sure. Warren County, Jeff, is three and zero, six and zero all over overall. They play Cookville and Coffee County the next two games. Says to me they got a puncher's chance to be eight and zero. Before they get to Riverdale and Oakland at the end. That is correct. I, 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 I'm hoping they can't beat Riverdale or Oakland, but uh, it's very possible. They've been extremely competitive and they've won. Uh, been years since Warren County has really been really seriously good, and they seem to be this time. They, they, they seem to be uh, challenging for a district championship. And um, uh, and we don't know what will be played next. Next, for, next Friday is spring Fall, fall break week. Beginning of fall break. The beginning of fall break. That Friday night there is a game. I think it's Laverne McGavock. It's Laverne for sure, at any rate. Um, so there is a game. Now, there may be more than one game. Sure. We'll see. But if, if Blackman football team, if they have to quarantine for two weeks, I'm not sure exactly when that started or when it runs out. But they, I assume, could play Oakland a week from Friday, but I do not know that. The, the, the tough part about that is going to be a lot of players, Jeff, are not going to be able to even condition. And, you know, you go out there and play after 14 days of, of not playing. You might could do that in golf and get by, but I'd, I'd say football would be awfully difficult to do. Well, that's that's the high school football look, and I know you've got uh, uh, a little bit of news on, on high school volleyball that you may well, want to. Well, uh, you know, we talk about a few sports, but uh, – High school volleyball has been hit. Uh, Stewart's Creek and Blackman, both uh, teams uh, in a 14-day holding pattern. It, it appears that it's going to affect the district tournament that was supposed to start and finish by October the 9th. I, I, as of now, it is. Uh, anything, I guess, is possible between now and then, but uh, as of right now. And, Jeff, it's, it's just a matter of not if. It's a matter of, I mean, when. It's a matter of if. Let's go the other way. If and when that some of our teams were going to be affected some way, somehow, some some because it's not just if you get it, you got to you can't play and you're it, and that's all. If you get it and you've been around seventy three other players, all seventy three got to be out, right? Right. Which which just pretty well wipes you out. And they're practicing. 
sure. schools are practicing. I mean, uh, we've got uh, – I, I don't have an exact number, uh, but uh, we're, we're somewhere in the neighborhood of 32, 33,000 kids in school. Uh, I mean, they're there every day, hopefully. So uh, it's, it's not like you're uh, – I know you're wearing a mask and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but you're exactly right. If it affects more than just you, if you end up testing positive for this thing, uh, it could be your whole family. It could be other members of your team very likely would, cause this is, I mean, if this is a social thing. So we talked about leaders, Jeff, before Kelly Holcomb at Lincoln County, I'm sure was a stellar leader, led his ball team, certainly led the Raiders to some great seasons and went on to play 10 years for pro football. His son, Quarterback at Riverdale, I understand he got hurt on Friday night. And I don't know what the news is, is whether it's going to be a season injury, ending injury or not, but he didn't end up the game on the field. I, I had not heard that. I did not know that, I'm, and I'm sorry to hear that. He uh, he, he, he has uh, um, uh, considerable talents and it was really working his way into being a really good quarterback, and it was probably there, actually. Um, I'm I'm disappointed to hear that he that he is injured. I hope he's going to be okay. Well, we'll say one more time. You might want to check your schedules, right? Or check with the schools the day of the game because lots of things can change and happen. And Jeff, you talked about fall break. Games not scheduled for fall break. Well, my guess is probably there's going to be more than a few games played during fall break because they're going to make up games that they couldn't play earlier in the year. So, I'll bet you're off. I guess as far as scheduling is concerned. I guess so. And you know, it was kind of it's kind of ironic. I. I, I recognize that I'm, I'm an old man and I go back a long way, but when we started this fall break thing, um, the, the coaches that I talked to at that time, and I was along with Brian and others, were interviewing them every Saturday on the radio, they hated the whole idea of sure. fall break. Sure. They didn't want to do it at all. Basketball coaches knew all about that, though, right? It was oh, Christmas, yes. Christmas break for sure. Yes. And we didn't like it either. No. We're going to cancel Christmas. You know, you, you know, what are you going to do? Well, now uh, it seems like fall break has become part of our whole deal that we do, just like spring break. And, um, and you know, and usually football teams do not play. Uh, I, I guess most years there's a game maybe or two. Uh, one or two. Oakland seems like that they've played yeah. part of that because they had so much trouble scheduling games. They had to take them where they could get them. Yeah, but they don't play this fall, but at least they don't have one scheduled yet. Uh, they may have to make up Blackman. I don't know what the coaches will do on that. But uh, uh, anyway. Uh, Someone made the point that, well, because of this, probably not a lot of family vacations had been planned for fall break anyway. Probably not, not going to disrupt as much as it would have in most years. Not this year, the, right. The, for the one family that gets disrupted, don't you? They don't hear that, do they? No. They're not going to be very happy. Their, their, their trip to wherever is going to be canceled in the in the one year when you you know, you know thought you, could, you would, wouldn't have to be here. But now they may have to be here. By so. the way, you got to admit your error. You're the one that said they play the, all the games in Texas, right? <laughs> Baseball we're talking about. I didn't say all the games. I didn't say that. You said it. I did. I know. <laughs> My error. I, I didn't even know it. Call in and, and once, well, he, once, once he said, uh, oh, the first round games, those first two or three, are going to be played at the higher seed team, which means Atlanta will host the Reds, and then they move on to the bubble. There you go. So I, I, once he said that, I, that is correct. So it doesn't matter. Now, I'm going to go out on the limb one more time. I, what I think is that they'll play all three games in Atlanta, but I believe that, that uh, the Reds, being that – the lower seed team will get to be the designated home team in game two. I think that's right. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You're going to bat nine times 
nine, you know, nine, nine times anyway. So are they allowing anybody to to, to come in? Uh, um, or are they allowing a small crowd? I don't think or, so. No, no crowds. So. Jeff, do you TV do, only? Do we know? Are the uh, extra inning rules applicable to uh, postseason play? You know, when you put a player on second base to start the tenth inning. Well, I. We've been playing all year that way. I I would I would guess so. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think so? I I don't know. I I just thought about it. Or I would I would have looked it up before I got here and not had to sit here and worry about that. Well, one thing we know for sure is you've got to have a winner. And it'll make any difference how many extra innings it goes. You're going to have to have a winner. So I I, I don't have any idea. Well, I would... I'll tell you what. Let's do. Let's okay. take a break. Okay. It's been two minutes on Google and see if we can come up with that answer because I'm sure everybody out there wants to know. <laughs> we'll be right back. I would, but I didn't bring my phone in. I didn't even... Season's going to be a roller coaster ride, and you'll want to be here for every huge moment of this short 2020 season. Cranked high and deep to right field, hit with tremendous force, and way out of here. Braves Baseball on WGNS. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamont Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Well, good afternoon. It's raining really hard on Mont Eagle Mountain right now. There's a nasty wreck that's got the interstate shut down. It's involving a jackknife 18-wheeler on 24 eastbound. Again, on Mont Eagle Mountain, as you head towards Chattanooga, give yourself extra time. Just busy out here where you would expect up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard and 24 back into Manchester. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest. Going on now through November 1st. All the details at Obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on We time. do it your way. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. This sports of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. Banks across the state of Tennessee, certainly here in Murfreesboro. Great people at First Bank. They'll give you small town service, but the big time services, I guess it's the way you say that, right, Jeff? Yes. Anything you need. Anything and everything you need. And I want to mention Jeff sponsors one more time because they'll be mad at me if I don't. Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin, Financial Services. Great people, by the way. We've got a lot of great people that support our local. Uh, student athletes, MTSU, middle school, high school, all of our events, and it's and some of them have been on radio one way or another for years, and I, I appreciate them. Well, you know the, the the thing that I know, towns like Murfreesboro that have grown and grown and grown like we have, typically the radio station in town has is outgrown covering high school sports a lot. Uh, they they move on to what bigger and better things, I guess, is what they call it, Jeff. WGNS Radio right now covers more high school sports than they ever have. Not just stayed stayed with the Friday night football and the Friday night basketball games. It's on through 
softball season, baseball season, Tuesday night games all over the place, Saturday night if you get, get them. So congratulations to that. And it, it's well received, obviously, because they, they wouldn't be doing it if sponsors weren't paying the tab. That is correct. And um, a lot of that that's going on, you know, and this year I'm sure, although he, he hasn't said much to me about it, is Brian Barrett, who's our play-by-play guy, and, and along with John Dinkins um, uh, and, and Dalton Barrett. Uh, and um, – Sometimes they will, um, you know, have some other help, Coach Edwards, for instance. But um, he, he, just to decide on doing something and sticking with it, sure. you know, and making sure that no matter how much trouble it is, you get it done. And uh, I, I think it, the station really of this size is to be commended for for everything it does in the in the sports area. It's it's really it's it's considerable. Jeff, we're probably the only talk show within a 150-mile radius that didn't lead off with the Titans being 3-0, and uh, pro football. Boy, you talk about Razor's Edge. The <laughs> Titans could easily be 0-3. Yes. You know, so Titans fans, put the brakes on here because keep in mind that if they were 0-3, you'd be cussing and fussing about everything that you're bragging about right now. But the sign of a good team, Jeff, is winning the close ones, and they surely have done that. History tells us that uh, they're not going to be 16-0. and 0. History tells us that, since it's only happened once, right? Yes. <laughs> In the history of the league. Um, and they're facing a 3-0 and 0 team in the Steelers this week who give the Titans fits and a very talented football team. So you gotta you got to get ready for some losses probably that are coming somewhere. Well, let, let's but, put another face on that hold your horses on the – put on the brakes kind of thing they've beaten two zero and three teams and one one and two teams right right so it's not like they've gone down murder's row now that said can they beat the Steelers on this weekend yes absolutely they can beat the Steelers this weekend uh, and I I just hate for the fans that are big fans I'm not a huge Titans fan but I do hate it for the fans that are fans real fans that they can't be there because Jeff that would be a great atmosphere Sunday afternoon with the Steelers coming in because the Steelers will travel, bring lots of fans when they can. Uh, my guess is they'll have of the what 15,000 15, or so they can be in stadiums. Is that does that sound about right? I think that's too many. Okay, whatever. I, but I don't I don't know whatever how many the number it is. is. Yeah, I'm gonna bet half of those will be Steelers fans. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, I, I I haven't been to a game in I don't know a number of years now. But I used to go to a couple of games a year. But I did see them play the Steelers three different times. And uh, uh, the Steeler fans were everywhere, which is fine. I, I don't care. Sure. It was to me. But, and and they, they do wear that yellow and black, and they are for them. <laughs> and uh, and that, I've got a daughter that's a Steeler fan. So, you know, Renee, my daughter, is a big, big Steeler fan. I, I, uh, so, I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. But anyway, they do play the Steelers this weekend, and it will be another tough game. And it, it's just amazing to me that this field goal kicker has kicked the game winner in three straight games. And he's got – he's kicked – After them. missing two short field goals and an extra point in game one, right? Yeah, and have, and had another one blocked. Yeah, he was, he's – I think he's kicked nine in a row. If you li- if you paid attention to talk shows on Monday after that game, the Titans still won. He did kick the game winner in spite of flubbing everything else up. The number of people that thought they need to fire that guy right now and go find somebody else because there's no way we can do this. The number of people were huge. Uh, those same people I'm betting right now 
Or where he got Cassie jerseys. <laughs> they wanted to fire the guy on the plane coming back from Denver. Uh, he said, he, don't even let him on the plane. I'm, and he kicked the game winner. And they were mad at him. And then he kicks it again. And then yesterday, just to get in the position, because that's very unusual, the record is eight, I understand. Uh, I, eight winners? Eight, eight field goals okay. in a game. But to get in a position to kick uh, six field goals, that alone is pretty unusual, you know, to, to do that. Um, but and he, three of them are over 50 yards. What does <laughs> Mike Vrabel think about Goskowski in the fact that he allows him from 55 yards to kick a field goal that if he misses, the game's over. Right. As opposed to going for it on fourth down. Right. Which some people would say that would be the better odds of doing that than kicking the 55-yard field goal. So – Rabel has much confidence in Guy's Kelsey. He never hesitated, did he? No, he did not. Uh, and, and I admire that. I do. I mean, he, he selected that guy out of uh, – there really at one time were about five kickers on, on in the practice rounds in the early part of the – you know, before we started. And then they got it down to three and and all that kind of stuff. And then he selects him. And it was his choice. It was the, it was the coach's choice. Sure. He has the final word on everything. And it had to please him greatly to see what happened. My guess is the coach would say, that's why we have a kicker on the team. He's a professional, and that's what he's supposed to do. That's right. Just like when you take out a pitcher in the eighth inning, bring in your ace reliever to close things out. Why do you not just leave that other pitcher in there? Because we hired this guy to do exactly what we're doing to do. He's supposed to go in and close the game out. And if he's that good, he's going to do that. Excellent point. 19 times out of 20. By the way, we've yeah. been wrong again. Are we? <laughs> we? <laughs> we? 8,200 fans or, or so is what's going to be in Titan Stadium. On I said Sunday. it wasn't 15,000. That's all I, I said. <laughs> no, I, I, I gave the number too high. 8,200. 8,200. That's what uh, okay. we think. Okay. Well, make you won't be amongst them, will you? Uh, no, I will not. Let me ask you this question. It, it brings up a, a, kind of a moral question if you're a fan. Yeah, a moral question. I'm good at those. Uh, you've got a ticket in your hand. Stick it in my hand. For your team to play, the Titans, and somebody offers you four times the face value of that ticket for the ticket, which is what the Steeler fans are doing, do you sell the ticket to the Steeler fan or do you go say, I'm going to be loyal to my team and I'm going to sit there and watch this game and make sure that's one more Steeler fan that won't get in the stadium because I'm not selling the ticket? I haven't seen that much money in it. <laughs> four times. Uh, I, I've never had to face that. I, My daughter and I, went to see Tennessee Vanderbilt one year, and, and it was, boy, it was really going to be a big deal, and it was a big deal, and Vanderbilt ended up winning. But we discussed it on the way walking to the stadium, and I said, we're probably going to be offered something for our tickets. And I said, do you want to sell the tickets? And I've done whatever she wanted to do, you know. And I, and I said, if it's three times the, whatever the ticket, would you sell them? And, and she said, yeah, I, I, believe, I think so. And so I, I think I would sell my ticket. Whatever number of Steeler fans are there out of that 8,200, they all bought that ticket the way I just mentioned it from a yeah. season ticket holder because there's no they did not put any tickets on sale. To, a Pittsburgh fan could have got a hold of them. You had to be a season ticket holder to, to, to get a ticket. Exactly. So Jeff Jordan, season ticket holder, if there's 5,000 Steeler fans in there, there's 5,000 uh, Titans <laughs> fans that are buying new boats. <laughs> Well, I don't know what a ticket even costs. Uh, would it be a hundred dollars? Could you get in? Uh, no. Yeah, Up. Uh, well, 
some seats are, I think the upper deck areas of some in the $45 range, if you're a season ticket holder, something like that, they get you in the stadium. The better seats are going to be far higher than that for sure. Average ticket price got to be well over hundred dollars. Well, let's say it's a hundred, and somebody offers me four hundred for a ticket. Hey, uh, they're gonna own that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna be at the steakhouse watching it on TV. <laughs> you remember back in 1982, I guess, when Middle Tennessee and Kentucky played on a Thursday night at Vanderbilt, and the winner was gonna face Louisville. That's back in the day that 48 teams got in, so 16 teams got by, and Louisville was waiting on the winner of that game. And Middle Tennessee fans like me. We're already sold our tickets for Saturday's game because we weren't going to be playing Saturday. Yeah. And, and those people wanted it. And uh, given the fact that I'm from the Louisville area, I had a great inside shot with my brother up there taking care of my tickets. So th- my tickets were sold for Saturday. When Middle Tennessee won the game, they said, just keep the ticket, keep the money. Yeah, like, they're right. <laughs> and I was delighted. Yeah. yeah given, sure. I should have had more faith in my team, right? Well, I don't know. You... But I'll say this. I will say this. That day, for sure, and I was a poor man. Well, heck, I'm still a poor man. But 1982, I sure enough was. I think, had I not sold a ticket in Middle Tennessee, had won the game, I don't think I'd have sold my ticket at all, ever. So, we shall see what we shall see. I am amazed, too, at the amount of money that people – Will pay oh gosh for tickets to to a game, particularly when the very same the game is on maybe on television. I mean, I, I you can listen to it on the radio almost for sure, and and you just put up hundreds of dollars for a ticket. Yeah, I've, at, not I've me. Been to, I've been to many football games in in Titans Stadium. I've seasoned ticket holder once in time, once upon a time, and I know what tickets cost. They weren't the most expensive ticket in the place, but I do know that some of the people around me looked like they didn't couldn't afford to be there. That makes sense to you? Yeah. A lot of them. And they were the ones drinking the $10 beer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We've gone through a lot of things today. I don't know if any of us have any count or not, but we're glad Phil folks hung hung in there with us. Tomorrow, Monty will be on. And then on uh, Wednesday, don't forget, Braves baseball. Wednesday morning, what did you say, 1045? Yeah. Wow. Right here on WGNS. Thanks for listening. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.